The views expressed in this presentation are those of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of any lodge, grand lodge, appended body, or any other person or persons whomsoever. I'll sit in the corner and look cool and be like, what up? <laughs> That's me. I don't want to talk about you either, Marty, but here we are. Just because my style isn't that I truly oh, regret this already. I regret this. The ten of your faithful crust. Oh, man, it is great. I can, I can feel this. That's assuming anybody even watches the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the five minutes that I watched, I really did enjoy it. Welcome, everybody, to the Ant Refresh from the Sonic Video Podcast. I'm your host, Wesley Reuter, and I'm here with Marty. Hello. And our special guest. So please, everyone, welcome. Name is Companion Derek Helford, most illustrious Grandmaster of the Cryptic Council of Cryptic Masons of the State of Illinois. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it very much. So, uh, you're the head honcho of council here in Illinois, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, How's that going? So far, so good. It's my my year's about half, uh, half over now, but uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's, you know, you, you think about this for, you know, I've been in line now, I don't know, six or seven years, and you think about all these things you want to do, and now half of it's over, and it's like, there's still all this stuff I want to get done in this next six months, so, so far, so good. It's been a pleasure. Never enough time in the day to do everything. There, there really isn't. You know, you, you write all this stuff down, and then you start looking it over, like, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. Oh, I, I, I finally finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, right, man, no different at home, right? Exactly. You know, like those honeybee the honey lists. So, uh, but no, it's been very good, very good. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate having you and all that. So. We're recording. Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what a joy. Show all the way back in the back here. Yeah. What do you need to do? Box this stuff up? Uh, I was just brought this out from the table. Oh, I'll, I'll take care of that. Alright. Well, I can edit you out. Yes. I can sit back here out of sight and just listen, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be in. Actually, even if there is a stray rich card, I'll just loom it yeah. It's even better. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's fine. Maybe I'll just leave this in too. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, why council? So, going through the York Rite degrees, and uh, I found a liberal. You know, I'm a member of the Scottish Rite, uh, Valley of Springfield, and love the Scottish Rite. A lot of great work that's done over there, but then I got into York Rite masonry, and I, I just fell in love with it. And the council degrees, I like those, number one. I like the color purple. And... Looks uh, good on it. Well, thank you very much. And then... Just listening to the words, they're very short degrees, um, but the words that, that we do in these degrees are just beautiful. Some of the most beautiful language you'll find in all of Freemasonry, at least i found thus far. And uh, I said, this is, this is what I want to do. And found some companions down uh, where I'm from that were really into it, and so um, got started getting my feet wet, and then all of a sudden I had the opportunity to join the Grand Council. Excellent. Yeah, so it's been, it's been a great ride so far. So, all right, joining the Grand Council. I completely agree with you. I can see why you get engrossed in the council work because it's one. It's like everything you do in Masonry, a lot of it doesn't make sense to yeah. the council because you're like, oh, there. Then that's why that is okay. That's cool. Yeah. But joining the Grand Council, who made you do it? Who put you up to it? Who told you? Who finally told you that this is going to be the next yeah. seven years of your life? There's always somebody. So in this case, uh, it, it came about pretty quick. Uh, Stuart Stuart Everly, who was the most illustrious Grand Master, right before. 
he was looking for somebody. He was actually talking to a companion, Matt Stoltz, okay. who's a lot of people know him in Decatur. He does, a, he does some fantastic uh, work. And uh, they were asking him. And he said, well, you know, he's got some family commitments. You know, he, he really wasn't, didn't really want to do it right then. So he said, hey, Derek, are you interested in doing the Grand Council? I'm like, Grand Council, what, what, what does that do? I've only been a council member for maybe two years. Oh, so, okay. Really? Uh, yeah, it was very quick. And he said, hey, are you interested in doing this? And I said, yeah, I would give it a shot. I'm still having no idea what this actually meant. And then Stuart came up to me and said, like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, I don't really know what it involves, but sure, I'll give it a shot. Next thing you know, I'm, I was, I, I, we went to grand sessions. They go for the vote. I was the only person up. So I, I, <laughs> so, so I didn't have to run against anybody. And next thing you know, they told me, hey, you're at the bottom of the line. You're the purple bottle. So that's how I that's how I got into it. I would like to advise everyone at home to not Google the phrase purple bottom. <laughs> Nothing good will come of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got to be the purple bottom for two years. So when I first joined the line, um, it was a seven-year line starting at the steward and then making your way up. And then the next year they decided to realign with the chapter and the commandery to make it a uh, six-year line. So I went from the steward to the marshal, was still the purple bottom. So I got to be the purple bottom for two years. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? you think they would give you a special pin or something, but I didn't get it. So and that was your first time attending the Grand Council oh, yeah. session and everything? That was the first time for everything, yep. So, no, and I've, and I've really enjoyed it. You know, I didn't really know what I was getting into. And then uh, the most illustrious grandmaster at that time was Larry Ragnall was, was going in as the grandmaster. And he came up to me and he was like, well, start saving some money. Uh, start uh, planning out your calendar three years in advance. And uh, listen to everything I have to tell you. So it's been a, it's been a good ride. I've, I've enjoyed it. Well, that, that works. <laughs> really works. So you're you're up here today because we well, I don't want to say started a new council, but we how would you put it, Mike? Reinvigorated yeah. the current classic council and the council. Yeah. So have you done that before, other than today? This is a first. So uh, there's a lot of small councils out there that are struggling. And trying to get membership, and, and DuPage was kind of in the same boat. And this unique opportunity came up because uh, when I was first talking to Marty, they were actually talking about taking a defunct council that went out uh, a number of years back and reviving that one. And so we started that process, and then uh, Rich Carnell came along and said, Hey guys, we have a council that's right in the area that you want to set up, and we're you know we're struggling with our membership. Why don't you guys join us, move into your area, and you know, breathe new life into it? So that's what we've been doing, working with Marty, and it's been uh, it's been great so far. It's required some uh, some dispensations and some some hard work behind the scenes. Well, but, that's all the <laughs> <laughs> some uh, hard work behind the scenes, but it's uh, so far as of today, you know, it was a great turnout. Yeah, I saw more companions here today than I've seen in certain places, so um, it was great to see the enthusiasm. The council is some of my favorite group, and they're very, very instructive on how masonry works or what came about it after the first. It really does, you know, and it really completes that story of, you know, the, the, the preservation of the word. You know, the, the entire Masonic journey is about the word and what it means and the, the building of temples. And so I think if you take the council out of that, you know, you, you miss a huge gap that, that's in that story that helps explain it. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's like I said, I, I might be a little biased because I'm in the Grand Council. I but no, it's it, it's some of the the best the wording, just the wording alone. Some of the best wording of the water fountain. Excellent. So, with the state being so big, how many councils are there? I think now we're up to we're, we're probably somewhere around forty councils. Um, we lost one last year, so whatever number we are, we're one less. And that was another reason that we wanted to reinvigorate this council. Was it, I would hate to have to bring back a council and then just take another one out. Just to yeah, exactly. They're just you know, so it's better to take a council that wants to survive and says, "Hey, look, why don't you guys take over ownership? That way, they can still be members if they, they choose to be, and they can let you guys run with them." Yeah. So, no, it was a, it was a great uh, great idea. Cool. How many times have you done this since you've been first lost? So now I've been, we've done uh, probably five or six times that I've got to go to councils and do degree work. Some cases uh, I was in Peoria a couple weeks ago and I just got to sit and that was and that was fun. I just got to sit and watch other people do the work, and that's when I'm that's when I have the most fun. And you know it doesn't matter if that person knows all the ritual or you know they have to pull out their book and read something. As long as they're trying, they're getting out there, they're spending the time away from their families to try to impress the candidate as best they can. That's what it's all about. You said the right thing to impress the candidate. That's all it's about. And it, it is, because sometimes I, there's a lot better rituals than me. There's a lot better people, there's people that are very good at stuff, but at the end of the day, if you're not still looking at it from, did the candidate have fun? Was there almost a good customer service experience? What is that? And I learned that from the Knights Templar. And in, in, uh, when they come out and do their inspections, I believe it was, I don't remember the exact Grand Master at the time, the uh, Grand Commander at the time. It, it may have been Rush Slosser, to, to tell you the truth. But when you circle up at the very beginning, he just said, hey, look, it's all about the candidate. It doesn't matter if we come in and we do the best work there is or we completely stink. The whole thing that you keep in the back of your mind is, hey, just make it impressive. If you forget part of your ritual, maybe you make something up. Just keep going with it. And if you need to ask for a word, ask for a word. Um, but again, it's all about the candidate. It's not about yourself. It's not about your ego. It gets checked at the door. It's all about the candidate that day. So I just kind of keep that in mind everywhere I go. And like I said, I'm willing to help where I can. But if somebody says, hey, we want to do the work, we want you to sit. Okay. Fine with me. Yeah. So how long were you in the fraternity before you decided to join the council? And how long after that did you decide to get in the Grand Line? I've only been a Mason since 2012. Hey, same with me. I was raised. I was raised the day after Christmas, the 26th, oh, in 2012. Wow. Oh, you beat me by a couple of weeks. That's that's about it. And uh, I was August 2012. So this is really funny. So became a Mason at the end of 2012. Going into 2013, in the spring reunion, I joined the Scottish Rite uh, at the Valley of Springfield. Really enjoyed the Scottish Rite. There's a whole bunch of degrees. That's that same year. That same. Well, 2012 was almost over. Okay. Because it was December 26th. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Cool. I almost joined uh, one day before St. John the Evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. So I, so I joined, uh, so I got raised on the 26th of December, and then at the spring reunion, in, in this case 2013, I joined the uh, the Valley of Springfield. Okay. Yeah, I joined actually in January of 2013. Did you really? Yeah, I want to say it was the 17th. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And I really enjoyed it. And then I think around the summer of 2013, I joined um, 
Decatur Council and the, the York Road in Decatur. Uh, at that time, uh, Matt Stoltz was, uh, was kind of one of my main uh, mentors at the time, because again, Decatur Council and our York Road bodies there were very tiny. There were only four or five active members. So when I first joined, I'm not even sure we got to open. Uh, we were sitting out in the in the foyer just because we didn't have enough people to open. And slowly but surely, we started to climb up. And then, you know, right after that, I think again because we only had three or four people, I was one of the dais officers right away, sure. just because out of necessity. And then my first dais office in New York right was TIO. So that's how I got into the council. And like I said, soon after that, that's when Grand Council came up, and it wasn't very long after that that I that I joined the line. So what? What struck you about council to make you move forward? You know, I I, I like the underdog. You know, if, if, you know if, you, if you think about it, if you talk to numerous Masons, they're going to tell you that council is always that side one that you don't have to join, but if you want to hear the story, you join. And I, I didn't like that. Oh, God, that hurts. It, it does. And I said, you know what? If I can make a change, if I can just change one person's mind, then I'm doing the right thing. So, you know, like I said, I fell in love with the degrees. I, I love the wording in them. And then I'd like to kind of be in the underdog, saying, hey, look, if you don't want to, if you don't want to join us, don't join us. But if you do, man, you're, you're, you're going to get so much more out of it. And uh, there's so many different things you can do in cryptic masonry. And so that's when I decided, you know, this is, uh, this is what I want to do. The chapter, chapter's always been very strong. They do a lot of great fundraising. They do a lot of great events. Commandery, you know, commandery's more, again, this is my opinion, more into the ritual. You know, they, they have their own cherries and things that they do, but, you know, theirs is more about the ritual, the order of the temple. And then you have this one that's kind of just squashed in the middle that's council. And, you know, and it's um, it's one of those things where people say, well, you know, I, I'll join that if I have time. You know, and I'd really like to get that message out there. So, no, join us. There's there's a lot of things that we can do here. We have a great philanthropy. Um, we, we can do a lot of great stuff. You just have to you have to spend the time and, and come in and see what we got, see what we have to offer. So my year as, as TI as the Christ illustrious, or excuse me, the most illustrious grandmaster, that's really what I'm trying to preach. You know, just have fun with it. I don't care if you I want people to open up. I want people to even if they have to use their books, I, I don't care. I'm not gonna it's not like I'm gonna go back and say, hey, we're pulling these guys as a charter because they have to use a book. I, it, it doesn't matter. I'd rather have people get up there, try, have fun with it. And then again, that's what I saw today. You know, and, uh, you know it's, it's, it's that enthusiasm that keeps me going. And that's what I'm hoping to bring back. Yeah, we are uh, <laughs> a bit of a unique bunch with, no, that was <laughs> with, with, with how we do things. Unique. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting it nicely for, for everyone out there, right? anybody that's here today and sees this. So. Well, I, I, well, I mean, a lot of guys are here. Our active chapter guys really haven't given council the proper time it deserved. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone so. here I've sat in council with before. When we got our degrees a number ago. Yeah. And which it sucks, it's not the right thing to yeah. do. And it's but you know, we're going in those steps. And today today really was good. It was. It was it was great to see uh, the most excellent Grand High Priest here, Patrick Robin. I've enjoyed oh, my great. <laughs> <laughs> but I've enjoyed my time working with Patrick. You know, he's, you know, Patrick's been great, and it was great having him here. Jerry Starks, one of the best ritualists, maybe the best ritualist next to Rich Carnell in all of Illinois. You know, so you guys definitely had some uh, some great people here today. And, uh, if I can help, you know, the little bit that I did, you know, uh, 
just just to help out. So excellent. So, in your opinion, do you think every Freemason should join a council? I think they should. You know, again, you got to be of the right frame of mind of what what do you want out of this? You know, and Freemasonry is supposed to be about the search for love, and if that's really what your goal is, then join the council. I want you here. If you just want another uh, lapel pin, or you just want something else, a badge to put on the back of your car that says I'm a member of the council, yeah, I mean that that's fine too. But really, you know what what I, what I believe what all Mason should be is the search for light. And there's so much light that you can get out of the council. These just the two degrees, and then if you add in that super excellent master, there's a whole story behind that one too that kind of feeds in to everything else. So you know that's that's really what you want to get out of it. You know, like a tad bit. Personally, for me, every time I watch a degree, I always end up try, trying to latch on to something new. Yeah. And when we were doing today, which we did eight and nine, and that's the selecting the world, one thing that kind of really hit me was how current it all felt. And I'm not you know, doing spoilers or giving anything away, but sure. recently Elon Musk was on one of his weird conversations no. where he was talking about how many civilizations were lost because they never made interplanetary things mm-hmm. where they was I was like thinking now I'm thinking like oh he's like well, we gotta put some humanity on Mars just in case things pop off wrong here. Yeah. And then I'm thinking of how they kept the word in the vault and I was like, holy crap. I, exactly. Th- th- this is years apart in theory, maybe the story, maybe it sounds real or something. I don't know. But you're thinking you're like, wow, this is one of those ideas that is always carried on. And it's 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 relevant in life today. If we don't set up these space stations and this thing goes wrong, what happens? No, it's very true. You know, you, you throughout Masonry, you take these, you get these messages, and again, most of these messages have been around for many, many years, you know, hundreds of years. Some of them we say since time immemorial. So none of us really know when they actually started, where they all actually came from. Right. Um, but the messages, again, if you listen to the words and you really think about it, a lot of the themes in Freemasonry, the themes that we're dealing with now and today, you know, uh, bigotry, racism, all that stuff that. All those negative things that exist, you know, Freemasonry in some way, shape, or form addresses those things and says, you know what? There are no differences. We're all the same. You're a master mason. Everybody meets on the same level. Doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. Doesn't matter what deity uh, you worship. You're all on the same level. And to me, that's that's the beauty of Freemasonry. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the charities that go along with. Sure. The main charity that we support is is actually a homegrown charity oh, cool. that we call the, the Nurses Scholarship Foundation. And what we do is uh, we raise money through selling these calendars. And it's not about the calendar, it's more of a raffle. And you pay a, you pay $20 and you get a number. What do you say? It's a calendar for tax purposes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I have to say, for like $20, $20. I'm like, figure, oh, you know, it's going to be a nice calendar, and I see this big vanilla sheet, and I'm like, wait, how is that? Yeah, so don't think about it. Whoa, wait, 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 what happened here? So don't think about it, you're getting a yearly calendar. You could use it for that purpose, but the, re- the, the whole thing behind it is there's, you know, it should be, unless there's a leap year, 365 days in a year. And each day has a dollar amount that you can win. So we make a, well, we make 999 calendars, 001 through 999. And that corresponds to the daily lotto from Illinois. And so whatever number comes up that day, if that's your number, then you win whatever amount of money is on that day. And the minimum you amount you win is $19, $20. So you pretty much get your money back. And then you, you can win multiple times. So if your number comes up again, you win whatever that amount is. So 
the first time I played this, my wife and I bought, I bought one and she bought one. Mine came up once or twice. Hers came up like three times, three, four times. And you know, so for forty dollars, <laughs> no, that wasn't right. <laughs> and for forty dollars, you know, we, we probably made you know eighty dollars to hundred dollars that year. It's, it's, so it's fun, and you I just get that for twenty bucks. That's not yeah, and you get this check in the mail, so you don't even expect it. You don't even have to pay attention to it. You know, the grand council keeps track of it. They have a, a committee that keeps track of all this, so you don't even have to remember what your number is. You just you know you're having a tough day, and all of a sudden you, you get a you get a check in the mail. So this is awesome. You mentioned the lowest amount. What's the highest amount that you know of that has been paid out like that? I think it's like Christmas and the 4th of July are like 150 to $200. That's pretty fun to Yeah. So, and then the proceeds from this just go right into the nursing scholarship Correct. and reloading it. Every Correct. Year. So that's a totally separate fund from the Grand Council. So all that money gets funneled into uh, the Nurses Scholarship Foundation. So we can use that money then to give back to nurses. So the theory and the, the whole thing about the Nurses Scholarship is is we're raising money to give RNs, so um, individuals that want to go and get their RN to support them um, through their through their work. And um, the minimum amount that's typically given out is about fifteen hundred dollars, but uh, it can be more. So it just kind of depends on how many applications we have and how much money we have. And I can tell you, we have quite a bit of amount that's been built up, and uh, the amount of scholarships that we've given out more recently has probably been maybe a handful. Uh, talking with most illustrious uh, past Grandmaster Rich Carnell back there, he he said they used to get about 15, 20 of them. So really? I, we would love to give them out. You know, it all it takes is an application. We have an application on our website. Uh, the big thing is that still, it's again, it's a lot of it's word of mouth. Yeah. Because we want people to go out there and, and really talk about it. You know, we don't want to make up posters and say, "Hey, everybody, come apply for our award." We want people to go out and say, "Hey." You know, we're we're this really cool organization, but we've got this we've got this really neat program. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a strong talking point yeah. for membership. Because people realize, well, what's council? Well, we offer these degrees that you know pair along with this and kind of can really point out this to you and Correct. a lot of clarity to some of your blue line degrees. Mm -hmm. And we have this other cool program that we say it's awesome. It is, and you, and you don't even have to have Masonic affiliation. So it's not like, well, I can't be it because my grandfather wasn't a Mason or my father wasn't a Mason. It doesn't matter. If there's somebody that's needy out there that, that needs some help in their in their schooling, please apply. We would love to look at their application. We do have a committee that reviews them, but pretty much if they meet the criteria, pretty much they're going to probably get one. So um, it's a great program. So we use the the calendar program is the main fundraiser for the nurses scholarship, and then. Uh, we do various things throughout the year. Uh, we have these council ties that we sell. The Grand Council bought a bunch of these purple ties. I don't, I don't know way back when, I, time in memorial, they bought a bunch of <laughs> purple ties. We have a, I think we've had a truckload of them, but uh, we sell those for $20. That $20 goes right into the nurses scholarship. Um, we have every year the most illustrious Grand Master tends to, tends, tends to make something that they sell. Uh, so in the years past, they have done some poker chips that they've sold for 5 and $10. Again, that money goes right back into the nurse's scholarship. Uh, this year, I'm going to try to get some challenge coins made up. I'm a little late getting to them, uh, but I'm going to make up some challenge coins that I'm going to sell. Uh, it's not going to have my name on them. That way, if it goes past my turn, we can still sell them. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't want that Derek Helfer guy. We got rid of him. Well, you could put your name on there and just put your serve for the time. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a great idea. <laughs> Tim would love it. <laughs> I mean, that would work for me. I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's humor. That is true. So I want to get some of those made up in that way. And again, the whole point is is to go out, and people sell them, and then all that money will go back. Which is actually kind of cool. And 
I'm going to, this is kind of like dwelling a bit of a boring subject, but we've kind of been like in a weird pandemic for a little bit now. And you guys are backing nurses, every place you drive past healthcare workers are heroes now. And from a branding perspective, that is true. the council looks pretty solid right now. I don't know. It does, no, and it's. And I'll tell you, one of our, our weaker points has been fundraising. You know, the chapter does a great job at it. And it's something that I think... Uh, Pat Robbins a gypsy. Yeah, he's a, that guy's amazing. You know, he can sell ice to Eskimos, I'm convinced of it. Uh, he, he, he's just a, he's a great sponsor. He's done a great job in the, in the, in the chapter as far as promoting their um, their charities, which is autism. So, you know, in council, we haven't been as pushy as a word, but um, that's something that I know the, the person coming after me, Tim Ward, really looking into awesome. is really pushing the fundraising. And this year, I just wanted to get the enthusiasm back in. You know, we're coming off the pandemic, you know, it's and, and it's hard, but, you know, so the hope is, is that, hey, to get, get enthusiasm back in the council, get people to see that it's relevant and then hopefully start taking some next steps. So something I don't know, and I know the way the York Bridge is currently structured, the Royal Arch is the first one, council would be the second, and then commander would be the third, but you don't necessarily have to be a council joint commander. This is correct. Was that always like that? No, it kind of depends. So, you know, of course, commandery takes their lead from the Grand Academy. Okay. Um, the Grand Council and the Grand Chapter more or less are sovereign. The, you know, so we can, you know, we we can make up our own rules if you if you want to say that, if you know, as long as we have agreement. But you so know, as many calendars as you want. Exactly, we can come up with something else. Yeah. But you know, the commandery has to go by the Grand Decanton and their rules. So the Grand Decanton rules, to my knowledge, only include Royal Arch Mason. Now there has been talk about including council on that, but as far as I know, it still has not gone through Grand Decanton to make it official. Uh, I was in your shoes. For that all day. So there are some states that I believe actually do it that actually require the council membership to become a high temple. Uh, Illinois is just not one of those. Uh, now, if I could talk the grand commander into doing that, I would love it. But you know, again, it's it's uh, the way I view it is if you're doing it for the right reasons because you're doing it for the search for light and not just another sticker, you're going to join it anyway. I mean, realistically, the way that I. If I cheated myself on those for the silly reasons, I'd be upset. No, yeah. right, no, now I'm really how cool they are. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the story behind it, and, and, and where kind of the council fits into it. Okay. And wasn't there just a, a vote this past grand uh, session to try and get council to be the second step in York, right? At least here in Illinois, yes, to sir. go on to be a command. So there was a push for not requiring Royal Arch membership to be a council member. So that way, if people want, uh, if somebody was raised to be a master mason, they could join, go out and join the, the council right away if they wanted to. So what was the reasoning behind that? So part of the push was, again, it's, it's everybody wants to try to get members. And so, and, because we're all, Freemasonry overall is declining. We all but there's kind of been a resurgence lately. <laughs> if you know Marty is not declining because he's going to ask you to join every time. But no, it's, it's, and that's great. That's what I'd love to see. But there seems to be a resurgence here lately. And, you know, you want to grab those people while they're enthused. Well, I can grab them, but I say, well, you got to go join this other group first. Yeah. And then you can join. And so there was a push to say, you know, let's let's think about this. Let's, let's grab these people all together. And that way I don't have to send them off to a chapter first get their degree and then come to my organization. But like I said, I've and I can see it both ways. You know, my main support is 
again, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you're going to join it anyway. You know, if you're just, again, if you're just, it's, if it's just another notch in your Masonic journey because you want to see all the degrees, you want to get all the awards, if that's your purpose, that's your purpose. But if you do it, in my mind, for the right reasons, you're going to do it anyway. So, so but that was the push behind it. Now, there's been a push also to try to convince the commandery to add the council requirement. Whether it happens or not. Hey, you know, like all these pushes, though, at the top of hey, all these ever really get back to, I mean, this is what blew up and everything else, is all right, cool, we'll have a good 45 minutes of interesting arguments in the grand session, then we go yeah. lunch. Yeah. Like, we'll get the business we actually have to get done. Some crazy guy's gonna go off the rails about something. <laughs> and then we yell about that for an hour, and then, yeah. oh, cool, it's lunch, and then I'll might as well go take a nap and go to the banquet and start hitting the bars again. That's, that's how every grand session goes. Yeah, and, and that's what, and so we're trying to get away from that, and, you know, and I think. Really trying to get the council, commandery, and chapter together to work together as a united York way. You know that really started Larry Larry Raglan's year with, with Enrique, and um, you know they were really trying to to get that bond back together and have the bodies feed off each other. Now whether we start making prerequisites for this or prerequisites for that, to me it doesn't really matter. You know it's a matter of those three organizations working together because um, in that way you again. The more people you have, the stronger you can be, and you know. So I think it's a that's the right way to go, whether you have prerequisites or not. So, uh, council obviously being your favorite, oh, the way you, you just speak. a little bit. <laughs> what lessons from council has affected your life the most? Just you know, one of the one of the themes that, that they talk about in the council is just you know the the theme of death. And the theme of there's something after death, you know, you learn that you kind of hear that in the Blue Lodge, and again you hear that in the, in the chapter, but really in the council, it, to me, it's it's very solemn, and you know, it's 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 very quiet. Again, there's very few people in a council degree. You know, there's only what, five, six cast members, so they're not very big cast, and you know, they're supposed to be just you know solemn, you know, intimate degrees, and where you really hear that wording, and you, you listen to Hiram a bit as he as he walks around. And, you know, you really start to think about, hey, you know, if you know if, if things don't go my way, and you know, at some point, you know, I, I may, I'm going to pass away. You know, I want to preserve things for future generations. I want to make sure that the people behind me have something. And so that's, like I said, I, I just really like the, I really like the, I really like the rules. That was another part that really hit me today, and I was thinking of looking at it, and I've been trying to really look at major through more modern lens. Sure, because sometimes I think our antiquity kind of. It does. When I'm like, people are like, guys, stop talking about George Washington. Like, Shaq is a Mason now. Like, it's Shaq. Full Shaq off the wall. And Brad is in. But there's a lot of current people. Like, we don't always have to look. Hey, look, George Washington. Yeah. That was great. I saw Hamilton too. But either way. <laughs> but, but no, but even in that scene when he's walking, you know, talking, yeah. and then I remember all that. That's how also a man advances in any professional world. That whole scene holds a lot of things. I'm just looking at that. He pretty much took a few minutes on lunch break to get to know someone who could teach him something. Yep. There, we can all use that. Exactly. And so yeah, like I said, I mean, they're, they're they're shorter degrees; they're not very long, and but it sends a great message, you know. And I, I love all degrees. You know, the Order of the Temple probably got one of the best things I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not taking anything away from that. But the Council degrees, like I said, short length, um, very solemn, very great message. So again, a little bit the underdog, and kind of enjoy it. Really enjoy it. It's what you like better than Patriot Knight. <laughs> I actually, to tell you the truth, is you got to see the Super Excellent. Now, they say they got the Chicago version of it, 
that's a lot more alive. Okay, today is the first time I've heard that <laughs> phrase, the Chicago version of the Super Bowl. Uh, Maybe it's one of those time immemorial things. There's the Chicago version. But yeah, so it's a uh, the Super Excellent degree. The uh, the main theme behind it is the Babylonian captivity, where Nebuchadnezzar comes down and pretty much destroys Jerusalem, and uh, and so you're taking away, so you're destroying the first temple and you're taking all the treasures away, and the degree and the at least the ceremony that we put on using the ritual from the General Grand Council, uh, very again, it has a very good message to it. And it just teaches that you got to be, you have to honor your word. And in that one, and it, again, it's all from the Bible. Nebuchadnezzar uh, was the, the king of Babylon, and he put Zedekiah, the king of Judah, in charge. And Zedekiah was pretty bad, and uh, didn't listen to Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar said, "You know what? That's it. You're gone. I'm wiping you off the map." <laughs> and that's what he did. So I can imagine. Being able to put that on with some really cool stuff, and apparently that's what the Chicago style is. Uh, we probably do the more watered down version of that. So, now does the audience have to join council to see that now, or do you just explain it all? No, you have no, you to join it. Like I said, the entire the, the, the reason that it's kind of an honorary degree and not practiced very often, it doesn't really fit with the preservation of the work very well at all. I've heard that. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of a separate entity. And again, it's all in the Bible, uh, the entire story. There's really not a Masonic secret to it. Now, there is a secret section of it. Uh, of course, every, every Masonic thing you join, there's a grip and a new guard and all that stuff. But really, the story and everything is really taken from the Bible. It's the, it's the destruction of the first temple. So, uh, funny thing. <laughs> Before we started everything today, we had to have a short little meeting and... In the hallway, because none of us can remember the seventh degree uh, Dugard side. Oh, no, so, is that uh, a usual thing that you find out in, in council? We do. You know, there's, you know, I, I, I'm hoping we're coming through a revitalization of, of the council. Oh, I see. You know, I think you know, there's been some councils that have been dormant. So there's been people that have been meeting, but they haven't been doing the work. Yeah. And so, you know, they, and it's almost like doing that rusty nail degree that you have in the, uh, I don't know if you guys have that up here. Yeah. So every now and again, the, down in the South, we'll have a rusty nail degree for the Blue Lodge where you go in and you remember all the new guards and signs. You know, it's sort of the same thing for the council. I mean, if you don't do it, you forget it. You know? Honestly, right. Royal Arch put me on the spot. It's the only one I probably could pull on the top of my head. And I, it takes me a second. But the Blue Lodge ones, I can do it at any moment. Speaking of the Royal Arch ones, you know, you go through the chapter degrees. I'm pretty good with the Royal Arts, but then you get me to the Mark Master and the uh, Past Master, I'm like, you know, i got to think about those. I'm, I, yeah. you know, I haven't done those since I've had a degree. Uh, or seen them put you, you never do business on yeah, them. So exactly. you get them at your degree days, and then once you go to your chapter, you can do it now. So that's some of the fun, is going back and remembering that stuff. Oh. You know, I, I, I enjoy that. Because well, chapter work will be on the seventh all the time. For yeah. so, yep. and Which is the only degree we can do business on. Right? Yep. And council, it, it's the ninth. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, I didn't know the ninth, but no, the, uh, I have no idea. The royal master degrees. And then when I see somebody doing it right, I'm like, no, that's not the ninth. I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, 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 it's got it's to be something different. No, I really enjoy the royal master degree. If, if I had a preference between the two, I, I might be slightly edged out to the. If I had to choose between the two of the royal, just because again, it's it's you don't see it as much, like you said. Uh, you don't get the new guard and sign, but. 
just the simple message and then the words that uh, Hiram Abiff talks about in that degree is just beautiful. Did you have some? Oh, I thought you were just going to say something. Okay, so since we reinvigorated uh, a council, DuPage council as, uh, as its name, how would somebody go about starting a council? Like if somebody in Illinois or another state wants to start a council, other than being a chapter member, how do they go about that process? Just look in the Grand Council bylaws. So, um, and they're all on the website, cm-io.org. Exactly. So, you know, here in Illinois, again, as, as Marty just said, it's you go to our Grand Council website, you go to the bylaws, and it, and it shows you right there. You go to the section that says starting up a new council, and it lists every step that you need to go through. What's the minimum number of them? If I had to go back, and I have to remember, but I think it's 15. I believe it's 15 that you have to have. Now, uh, when we were talking about this a couple months ago, we weren't sure. This is before any of us looked in the bylaws or anything like that. Yeah. Do you need a certain amount of past thrice illustrious to start a council? I don't think so. I think more or less is you need 10 regular, excuse, 10, 15 regular members. And the one question that came about, and I think when Marty started, started looking at this, was saying, well, we have 10, but then we have five candidates that we want to make members. Is that included in the 15, or do you need 15 plus those five? And I'm like, well, that's a darn good question. Yeah. You know, and, then, and again, bylaws aren't written to cover every single situation out there. So I, I started looking at it and saying, well, I think we can, but again, and that's where working with the most illustrious grandmaster, you know, me or whoever else it would be in the movement on, uh, you know, you can work with them and say, hey, can, can we do this? You know, because the bylaws don't exactly say and spit out every single thing you need to do. So there's a little bit of a gray area there. I will say, though, from someone who was at, you know, started looking at reviving one, then to kind of take one over that stag, that was the right option. It was. And again, like you said, it's why, you know, why bring one back, which is great. You know, I'd love to revive every council that we've ever had to close. Um, but then why let a council continue to struggle? Well, exactly. You know, and it's like, you know, they're trying to meet, they're trying to do the, the right thing, but if there's only two active people, there's only so much you can do. And so, you know, why let them struggle when you can get a new group that comes in and says, hey guys, you know, let us, you know, we want to kind of put our own little twist on it, but hey, you're welcome to come back and be members of us, and, you know, and hopefully we see this thing level, and, and that's what I hope happens here. And so far, it sounds like what's going on. And I hope it happens a ton more. And if you know you're at home watching this, and you're in Illinois or any other state, you know there's a council somewhere near you, and maybe you've heard of it, maybe you don't know what they mean. Get a hold of them, and if you get a handful of guys together, I guarantee your grand council is going to back you and to turn this into everything it could be. Exactly, and that's where you want to be. I mean, like, and I, I know maybe you're an indicator. You know, we're we're, we're struggling a little bit. Um, you know, we're like I said, we, we struggle to open, trying to get five people to open up, and and you know we don't want to merge with anybody because you know we have this. Nice, beautiful building that we don't want to move out of because we're the last Masonic body to be in it. And uh, you're the last people in that We're the last people in the building. My blue lodge was in there and we moved out. Uh, some of it was for various different reasons, but you know, right now the only Masonic body that meets at that temple is the York Rite bodies. And really? if, if we leave, there is no more uh, Masonic bodies in that building. That is one of the last great buildings in Illinois. So you hold on to that, good sir. So we're trying, we're, we're trying to hold on to it. But again, when you have a 100-year-old building, you have 100 million maintenance problems. And so oh you know, it takes a small fortune to run a place. And you know, I think that's one of the advantages that you guys joining here is all these different uh, banners that I'm seeing in front of me. 
you know, all these different groups that meet here, you know, this building is getting used. You know, we use our building once a month, and then it sits there vacant for 29 days, unless we're renting out the basement or whatnot. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's factually complicated. Because, you know, even my lodge, it's like, well, maybe we can bring people in to use the, you know, the, the food hall yeah. side. I'm like, dude, tell me how to clean. The guy that was there, I'm gonna do. Right. So, you so, know. Pack the bill of all basis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we would love to do. And, you know, as Freemasons, you know, we're not party planners, you know, so to, to be master party planners and say, hey, you know, we're going to plan all these events for you and try to rent this room out, you know, that's just not our strength. No. And, you know, un unfortunately, that's what it's become in Decatur is, you know, we're, we have to do that just to keep the building going. Of course. And, you know, so our York right, which is struggling uh, to a degree, you know, we really don't want to leave because, again, we leave that, we lose that building, we lose the, the Masonic portion of that building. Who actually owns it? It's the Decatur Masonic Temple Association. So it used to be made up of the members, the, the groups that met here. Yeah, well, you generally appoint one person from each group to serve. Well, they have a homework association. Yeah, exactly. And so that was the group that actually owned it. Okay. Um, and all of us were members. And then slowly groups have, have left. Some, some of them merged together. So My Blue Lodge is a conglomerate of like three or four different lodges that, have, all, that have joined together. And then another one moved out and bought their own building because uh, it was easier to maintain. And then our York right, uh, that was made up of those members, of course, now that everybody's merged and gone, when, the, when they merged, some people left and didn't want to come back. And so slowly we've just kind of gone this downhill. Every now and again we come up a little bit, and then we go back down. So uh, hopefully we're coming back up again. But, you know, there's a lot of lodges in that same realm where you have all this history in this building and all this stuff that you've done over the years. And you guys are the, you know, you're, you're the keepers of that, and you want to keep it going. But at some point, you gotta, you gotta make that hard decision of, there's no way we can do this. And it's, and it's, and I like really like what you guys have here is, you know, you have a building that has life in it, and 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 fun, and that's not what we have right now. We just have a building that, you know, occasionally that we meet in, but most of the time it's cold and dark. So, yeah, unfortunately, in this day and age, it's. Hopefully, with uh, everybody seeing this, you know, it'll reinvigorate some so. guys to join council or to get back into council. Exactly, you know, or Freemasonry, you know, come back to your blue lodge. You know, again, it doesn't matter if you don't remember the new garden science piece. Somebody's going to remind you. And I think people still have this image. And it used to be that way. When I joined, it was a little bit that way. You know, you have some older gentlemen that sit on the sides and, you know, they like to criticize. But to me, I don't take it as a negative. They're trying to show me the right way to do it. And, you know, so. I don't take that as offense, and uh, and I think some people get turned off from that, and, and so they leave, and then they decide, well, it's not worth it because somebody's just going to yell at me. And so I think a little bit of that's going away. But what I would encourage people to do is hey, come back. We, we'd love to have you. Um, we'll explain everything to you. Like I said, if somebody doesn't know a new garden sign, I can walk you out in the back, show you in 30 seconds how to do something. So you know, it's 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 no big deal. We just want a body. We want somebody to come in and participate and have fun. Well, um, this is going to be the end of the interview, unfortunately. But uh, oh, it's fine. been uh, great having you. I hope to have you back. And uh, you know, let's, wishing... let's do like a marathon shoot of Red the Decatur book. Let's invite a couple other podcasts. Let's do like a whole podcast day in there. We can bring a small audience. It would be. Yeah, we can do that. We do that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. No, we have our right, keepers of the word. Uh, yeah. All the other ones. We're meeting in Decatur. The Sonic Podcast Fest was announced here. 
we have a gigantic auditorium that seats, I think it seats 1,200 people. Uh, well, we're bringing like 50. <laughs> but no, you can we'll set up in the out. middle of that and you just have this huge room behind you. Uh, we, there's, like I said, there's three lodge rooms in there. There's tons of space. And like I said, I, I, I really love our temple. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, it's just a 100-year-old building that has 100-year-old problems. And so, but yeah, you guys are more than welcome to come down. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just make sure that uh, nobody's renting that day. But yeah, come on down. Well, the conversation we heard it here first is going to happen. We'll, we'll try. So, uh, all right. Once again, thanks for coming out. Thanks, for everybody. Uh, thanks for watching. And uh, get to your council. Reinvigorate that. Come on in. We'll so, take uh, it. Everyone take care and 